Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. Yeah, it's been two weeks since the last episode. I apologize. Um, you know, school and everything has been uh, a little, little uh, hectic, but it's summer officially. I literally have like two days left of school, but it doesn't even matter because we're not even doing anything anyways, and we're just there for attendance. But anyways, I'm back. It's June 7th. It's Monday. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Um, it's a brand new week. Um, I know Sundays are really the start of the week, but for me, it's Mondays because it's the first day of school, whatever. Summer is really, 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 really close. And so, of course, this is the grinding time of the entire period. So all of June, um, well, actually, probably next week will be a little hectic because I will be going on a road trip. But then after that, even when we go to Columbia um, for the month of July, I will be uploading as many videos as I can. I'm being consistent there. And the same thing with August before. So basically, you know, this summer, I'll be uploading YouTube and more episodes on the podcast. So you won't expect at least one episode a week or two every two weeks or something like that. So, yeah, I'll be a little bit more consistent. Two, three days of uploading every two or three days. Um, If not, maybe even every day for a certain point. Um, We're going to get more special guests on the podcast like I was doing before. Things are going to change. All right, we have new series. I have new things to write down. So that will be coming very, very soon. And I promise y'all, I think I've said this like many times already, but I promise y'all we're getting closer and closer to it because it's summer. So we'll get there. But anyways, let me shut the fuck up about that because we have a lot to talk about for today because, uh, for you know, not talking and making an episode for two weeks, a lot happens in two weeks. So let me just catch you up there. So first, let's get these two shits out the way. So the Europa League... Uh, championship. The final. The final was Via Via Real Via Real versus Manchester United. Um, this game went one one in um, in regulation, but then they went to uh, extra time. They didn't get a goal there, so they went straight to penalties after. And man, this penalty shootout was amazing. Via Real won eleven to ten in penalties. Both teams did not make miss a penalty until uh, until um, the goalie for Manchester United missed. And yeah, every penalty was made and everything. And I was just watching and I was like, I got to talk about it. Even though I didn't really watch the majority of the tournament and didn't even talk about it on the podcast, this game was great to watch. Even if it was the championship, this was fantastic to watch. Unfortunately, it wasn't the team that I wanted to win. But hey, um, it was a great turn of events for Villarreal and they won the game you know they were able to get a a defeat against um, a win against Manchester United one of the you know most established and accomplished premier league and premier clubs in all of the world so for sure that was a great um, W for the team and yeah and then let's talk about the Champions League as well the Champions League was literally two weeks ago almost two weeks ago and it was Man City versus Chelsea this one was kind of a boring game in the second half because it was really just Manchester just missing multiple opportunities um, trying to score a goal. But Chelsea won this game one nothing. I had Man City winning. So, yes, mo- both Man City and Man United lost within just the span of three days. Um, but, yeah, Man City still had a really good season. They won the Premier League, and they were dominant. They were dominant all season long. I believe they won another uh, they won the APL Cup, which is like in the English uh, Premier League. 
um, tournament. Um, they had an FA Cup, which is like all around Europe. I think they lost that one or they made it to the semis. But the Champions League, that's that's like the NBA playoffs of all of European soccer. So basically, if you don't know, that's that's what it is. It's a big deal. And Chelsea became the winner. Um, so congratulations to them. Um, and yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, now let's get into MLB. Let's get into the current standings. We're getting closer to all-star game ballots. I'll do that for the next episode because I'm here on Google and it says to choose up my 17 all-star ballots already. I'll do that for the next episode. But anyways, the standings in the American League as of right now, the Tampa Bay Rays, 38 and 23. The Red Sox, 36 and 23. The Blue Jays, 30 and 27. The Yankees, 31 and 29. The Orioles, 21 and 38. So the Orioles are not doing that good right now, of course, per usual. The Yankees have been struggling the last 10 games um, and have been very inconsistent as well. The Blue Jays have been pretty good. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has been a beast. Um, the Red Sox have been also one of the best pitching and offensive teams in the league, especially the pitching was surprising to me that they're actually pretty good. And the Rays, man, they have been fantastic. They were on a, an 11 game winning streak. It was their second longest winning streak in franchise history. And the Rays have been balling the fuck out. They have been playing great baseball and they're right now the best team in baseball. The, right now, I'll say the, the team to be in the American league and all of the MLB, so watch out for the Rays, even though they lost last year in the World Series in six games to the Dodgers, and even though they traded some you know, good pitchers to the Padres and Blake Snell, um, and they traded away Charlie Morton as well, uh, they still have been pretty good. Tyler Glass now, great pitcher as well, was a little overrated in my book um, just a couple years ago. He's been telling me, no, that's not the case, and he's been playing like a really good full ace for this squad, and yeah, has helped this team to get better. And then the AL Central, we have the White Sox with a 36 and 23 record. The Indians 30 31 and 26, the Royals 29 and 28, the Twins 24 and 35 and the Tigers 24 and 20 35. So the Twins, they've been very disappointing. I thought they were going to be a really good team competing for this um for this for this division. But it looks like the Indians and the White Sox are going to be the two biggest competitors for this division. I have the White Sox winning it, so um, and it looks like it's going to go that way. But we still have, you know, maybe like four months. We have June, July, August, September. We still have like four months of regular season baseball. But still, it looks like the White Sox are taking full control of this division. The Indians, um, they've been there. They've been pretty solid this year. I mean, they're, 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 they're like four games behind the White Sox. The Royals, um, they have great games. They have awful games pitching offensively. It could be better, but the Royals haven't been playing horrible as of lately. The Twins, they've been disappointing offensively. They're, two years ago, they, they hit like the most home runs in, 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 in franchise history and I think in baseball history for any team ever. And now, uh, and even last year, they've been playing pretty solid baseball for 60 games. Now they've just been very weird and very whack at the moment. Tigers, not really surprising. They have been bad this year. The AL West, 35 and 26. The Oakland Athletics. The Astros 33 and 26, the Mariners 30 and 31, the Angels 27 and 32, and the Rangers 23 and 38. The Rangers, of course, haven't been that great. Um, they have not looked good in the last 10 games. The Angels, um, they have been somewhat um, okay. They haven't really been that fantastic on the road or away. 
Um, they currently have a 15 and 16 home record and a 12 and 16 away record. Mike Trout's still injured, so of course that definitely damages the team. Um, Otani's still playing like a beast, though. Otani still right now is my American League MVP at the moment. The Mariners, 30 and 21. Um, they've been solid. I mean, they've been no hit twice this year already, but uh, they've actually not been a very bad team. They're kind of fun to watch. Um, I've watched maybe like two Mariners games this year, and they both were pretty competitive. I forgot who they were playing against. Astros, been pretty good as well. Um, Astros, you know, they're they're always a good team. Of course, you know, yes, they're cheaters. Yes, you can talk all the shit you want. I, I do my fair play of that as well. But uh, the Astros, nonetheless, are still a great team, and they're they're looking like one of the best teams in the American League in all of baseball. They're, they could be a little bit better, of course, but... They're not that. They're not that far away, and the A's have been great. I mean, they they play like they were had that money ball going action again this year. They were on a what four to what was it twelve thirteen game winning streak? I forgot. It was like twelve thirteen game winning streak, and uh, they have not looked back ever since. They've been pretty good as well. And now let's get into the National League with the NL East. We have the Mets at twenty nine and twenty three, the Braves twenty eight and twenty nine, the Phillies twenty eight and thirty. The Marlins twenty five and thirty three, and the Nationals twenty four and thirty two. So the Nationals haven't been that great. Well, I haven't really seen the Nationals play that much this year. Marlins, no really surprise there. Always have some hope that the Marlins are going to be somewhat decent, but they're not that good right now. The Phillies are inconsistent. They're they have their good games. They have their bad games. It's looking pretty rough right now for the Phillies. The pitching needs to to step up. The offense, he says, the offense has been pretty solid as well. I mean, Bryce Harper, you know, JT Romuto, they've been doing their thing, but Reese Hoskins as well. But definitely the pitching needs to, the bullpen, the bullpen more specifically, needs improvement. The Braves, offensively, they're a juggernaut team. They're one of my favorite teams offensively. Ronald Acuna Jr., man, he is, he is a special talent to watch. He's a special talent to watch. Another MVP candidate. Probably, he is my favorite to win. Uh, NL MVP this year, so keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. And the Mets, um, Mets have been good as well. I mean, 29, 23. Jacob Degrom. Oh my God, this man is playing like he's. I have no idea how you can even do that. Jacob Degrom, as of right now, his stats: he's pitched in 58 innings, 20 has allowed 25 hits, seven runs, four earned runs, three home runs, eight walks, and he has 93 strikeouts. But here's the crazy thing. He has a .62 ERA. A .0.6. This man is not human. I swear to God, man. And even earlier today, I just found out. He is a ninth round pick. A ninth round pick. And he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. Incredible. <laughs> incredible, man. This dude is just something else, huh? That's incredible. But, uh, yeah. Him pitching... Yeah, definitely going to save the Mets, at least on the pitching performances. He's going to save this team for sure. And now let's get into the NL Central. We have the Brewers at 33-26, and 26, tied with the Cubs as well with 33-26 and 26 record. We have the Cardinals, 31-29. and 29. We have the Reds, 28-29. and 29. And we have the Pirates at 23-35. and 35. So the Brewers and the, Card the Cubs have been pretty good this year. Uh, the Cubs have been looking very exciting. Last year, they were pretty disappointing. In 2019, they were not that good. Um, they haven't been a very fun team to watch since probably they won the World Series in 2016. I still, They were still pretty good in 2017, but 
definitely um, the last couple of years, last couple of seasons haven't been the best for Javier Baez and for Rizzo and Chris Bryant, but they've been playing good. They've been playing great this year. So keep it up for those, um, for that, for that squad. The Cardinals, um, the Cardinals are looking like a good team. They just haven't been that well in the last 15 games. They've been kind of not showing the, 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 the off- <laughs> offense going um, yeah, I'm, I'll look, I'll be honest. I haven't really seen the Cardinals play that much, but I've definitely seen a little bit of their schedule. Um, they could have easily beat, you know, most, they could have won the series against the Reds, but I think they got swept by the, they got swept by the Reds. That's tough. Um, the Cardinals were able to win one game against the Dodgers, but it was a three game series. They lost the series to the Diamondbacks. They've been just very sloppy right now, but. I don't think this team is going to be one of the worst teams in baseball. Without a doubt, they're not. When you have Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado on the team, I don't. There's no way near the bottom at all. So they'll be all right. The Reds inconsistent, but I do think Jesse Winker has been a beast this year. His he's one of the leaders in home runs, I believe. Um. So yeah, and I don't even know who Jesse Winker was until this season. Or maybe even actually, I think I I think I've heard of him like last year, but I didn't really like think he was. I didn't think he was like a like a superstar player or anything like an all star this year. But I think I've heard of his name before. And the Pirates, booty juice, booty juice. That's it. Ass, just just ass. And now finally, the NL West. We have the Giants at thirty seven and twenty two record, Padres thirty six and twenty five, the Dodgers thirty four and twenty five, the Rockies twenty four and thirty six. And the Diamondbacks twenty and forty one. So the Diamondbacks, man, they've been bad. They've been bad. They've been horrible this year, man. Only team, only players I like from the Diamondbacks are Madison Bumgarner and Cattell Marte. But uh, yeah, this team has not been uh, great. <laughs> not been great this year. Rockies also has not been great. They're a rebuilding team. They're just they've just been very bad offensively, defensively. Trevor Story is like the only player that I even know on offensively. One of the hitters. It's just not looking good there. The Dodgers, they're still a great team. But right now they're still third in the NL West. They're still an elite team. They're still a team that I think is gonna make the World Series nonetheless. They haven't had the best stretch. This year, they haven't had the best runs or haven't had the best 60 games to start the season. But they definitely should not trick people into thinking that they're not a, a contender for even a World Series this year. Because if you don't think that, you are out of your fucking mind. But anyways, next we have the San Diego Padres with a 36-25 and 25 record. So the Padres, man, they've been a very exciting team to watch. They're also one of my favorite teams to watch in baseball right now. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., I, I mean... I think we all know this man is a very special talent in baseball. Someone that I think is definitely the future of this uh, of this sport. If if anyone is going to be one of those players to lead the next generation of, of viewership to, to get people's attention in baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. is for sure one of those players. He, he's also one of the most controversial players already in baseball, but for the right reasons, not for the wrong reasons. So for me to... Yeah. And the San Francisco Giants, man, they've been one of the biggest surprises this year. Um, with a 37 and 22 record, they have the best record in the National League, and they have, I believe, the second best record in all of baseball. 
The Giants? I mean, the Giants haven't been a great team since like what, 2016? And 2014 especially when they won the when the last time they won the World Series? Yeah, Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, you know, they've been they've been pretty good, man. And the uh, Mike Mike Yaskremski, man, they have been good. They have been good this year. And Evan Longoria as well, Brandon Bell, Kevin Gosman has been a great, you know, pitching pitcher for this team as well. Johnny Cueto has been good. You know, Donovan Solano has been playing pretty solid, pretty good as well. Not even solid, pretty good as well this year. He, he could potentially be an all-star. This team is looking good, man. And I love it because the Giants are the team that made me love baseball in 2013-14. So for sure, you know, seeing this team perform at a high level again definitely makes me happy. And I do want the Giants to make a run for this NL West the entire season. I still don't think they'll take the Dodgers and surpass them in, in, in the end of the day, you know, at the end of the season. I do think they might end up at second or third because the Padres are still there in, in, com in, com in com combination. I just stuttered. But I think the Giants looking like there will be a playoff team, maybe a wild card team. But I think the Giants are doing some damage already, and I don't think they're overrated or anything. I think they're playing great. 18-9 at home, 19-13 and 13 away. They've been on a pretty good tear in you know, the last 10 games, 7-3. and three. So they're looking pretty good right now, man. Um, and I'm really happy for them. So keep it up, San Francisco. Um, I haven't been a huge uh, – the Giants have been like my first favorite team. So I'm going to support them. No matter what, even the Bumgarner and, and a lot of the players that are not there that were on the team, we still have Posey and Crawford and Brandon Belt that were on that squad in 2014. So, you know, we still have some good pieces there. Until they all dip, then I won't be a fan of this team. Actually, no. We'll see. I'm trying to be a bandwagon or anything, but come on. They've been playing great. And so, yeah, that's the state of baseball right now until June 7th. Now let's get into the next part of the episode let's talk about the stanley cup playoffs so again i do not watch hockey until it's playoff season so yes let's just talk about the first round of the um of the of the nhl stanley cup playoffs so the avalanche they sweep the st louis blues 4-0 and they move on to the next round the vegas golden knights they defeat the minnesota wild in seven games and they will take on the Colorado Avalanche in the second round. The Montreal Canadiens, they defeat the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven games. But that's not the special part. They beat them because Montreal overcame a 3-1 deficit. Yes, Toronto blew a 3-1 lead. Great. Fantastic. The Maple Leafs, what the hell happened? They were the number one seed in the, uh, I believe, uh, North Division. And they were one of the best teams in hockey all last year, standings-wise. And, you know, they had like two MVP candidates to win the MVP, whichever the MVP specifically is called. Because it's not like called the MVP. It's like called the, it's named after a player or something. But whatever. They still choke a 3-1 lead to the Canadians who are a fourth seed. And I believe the Canadians have the most Stanley Cup in Fran in uh, in NHL history. I believe with like twenty something, insane. They're kind of like the Yankees of, of um of of NHL in in history. But anyways, yeah, that's going on. And then the Jets they sweep 
the Oilers four to nothing. And so the Jets versus the Canadians and the Vegas Golden Knights versus the Avalanche in the second round in the West. And now in the East, the first round, it was the Islanders defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins four to two. And then the Bruins, they defeating the Capitals four to one. So it'll be the Bruins versus the Islanders in the second round, and then the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers, oh my god, Carolina Hurricanes, they defeat the Nashville Predators 4-2 in six games, and then move on to the second round, and then the Lightning, they defeat the Florida Panthers um, 4-2 in six games, so the Lightning move on. Now we're in the second round, and the second round already started, so we're almost, we're almost in the, we're almost in the conference finals already. So now, at the moment, it's, it's tied 2-2 two two with the Colorado Avalanche, Versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, same thing with the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins. Those both series are tied at two. Right now, the Canadians have a 3-0 lead against the Jets. So after the Jets sweeping the Oilers, it looks like the Canadians are going to sweep the Jets now. So, uh, yeah, Jets, you got to win game four to not get swept. Um, and then the Lightning, man, they're looking pat. They're looking good, man. They might repeat this year, man. They they have a 3-1 lead against the Carolina Hurricanes. They better not choke that 3-1 lead. But yeah, man, I looks. I think I think the Lightning might lose game um, game five, but they'll win game six. So yeah, Lightning, I believe, are gonna make it to the conference finals, and I think the Islanders are gonna beat the Bruins in seven. Um, so I think it's going to be the Islanders versus the Lightning in the conference finals. And then I have Vegas defeating Colorado um, in seven as well. And then I have the Canadians winning maybe in five. I don't I don't think the Jets are going to get swept. They probably might. I didn't watch the, the series. I watched one game of the Carolina and Tampa series. And I watched two games of the New York and Boston Bruin games. And I only seen like maybe like 15 minutes of the Vegas... Uh, Avalanche game, where I believe it was like game three or game four. I don't even know. It was game three or game four. It was one of those. So I've seen some hockey, but it's pretty much the third period. I haven't seen the first or second period. Again, I don't I don't talk about hockey that much because I don't watch it that much. But when it's playoff season, I got to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And I make some of my predictions. I could be wrong, but literally I had no, I have zero hockey knowledge last year. And I had Tampa winning the damn Stanley Cup. And boom, they won the damn Stanley Cup. So even though I don't know shit about hockey, I look like a genius for picking them winning the damn Stanley Cup. And hey, maybe I look like a genius this year again. But anyways, um, so Tampa, New York in the conference finals. And then Vegas versus Montreal. I have Vegas making it to the uh, Stanley Cup finals. And I have Tampa making it again to the Stanley Cup finals. And they're gonna have Vegas. You know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go with Vegas. I've I've seen this Vegas team. They're a pretty young team. I think they've only played like what three seasons or something. I I think like in seventh grade they announced that they were gonna they, that this team was gonna like start next season. Yeah, I think this team is very young. Like maybe two three years um, of this franchise since they were you know inducted and everything. But they might win a Stanley Cup this season. Um, of course, they, they have a tough series against Colorado because I know Colorado's not an easy team. They literally swept the Blues, and they were up 2-0. But Vegas looking like they're getting their shit together. So, yeah, I'll just go with Vegas, and I have Tampa going there. I'll probably say it's a seven-game series. I want to see a seven-game series. I want more seven-game series in this playoffs 
Um, because in the NBA, we've only literally had, so far, only one Game 7. That was yesterday. And so, yeah. So, Vegas, Tampa, that's my Stanley Cup prediction. And I have Vegas winning in 7. If Tampa repeats, I would not be mad at that because I literally had them winning last year. So, Tampa, prove me wrong. Win. Win again this year. Repeat. Go ahead. Do us all a favor. And maybe not your fans. Or maybe not, you know, everyone's fans. But anyways. Let's talk about a couple things that's happened um, yesterday. So yesterday we had the Logan Paul versus the Mayweather fight, and man, I have a couple things to talk about it. So it was an ex it was an exhibition match, which means it wasn't a fight that would go on anyone's professional record. So this wouldn't go to Mayweather's or Logan Paul's record or anything. It was just for fun. Obviously, there were no judges, there were no winners, there was no. The rules that you would think in a boxing match they would have, none of that was in this event, right? This was basically just an event to get a fuck ton of money and bring some entertainment to the fans. But mostly because, but it's mostly the money. Alright, let's be honest. The entertainment could have been there for some aspects to it, but the money was really the reason why this even happened. So yeah, that was that's obviously the huge reason. Um, I mean, Logan Paul, I mean, he survived the whole fight. He did not get knocked down or knocked out. He survived eight rounds with the, in in my opinion, probably the greatest boxer I've, I've ever seen fight. I've ever seen fight in my generation. Mayweather is like the LeBron of, uh, in boxing of this generation. Yeah, maybe he's not the best to you. But to me, this man is the best that I've ever seen box ever. So... For this man to go full distance with him. And even though he's been retired for, what, two, three years since 2017. So, what, like four years, almost retired. I don't care. Mayweather's Mayweather. He's been training. You know, even if it's being retired, he's not, like, completely giving up boxing. You know? So, he's still, he still has a little bit of power in him. You know? He's not, like, a grandpa. I mean, I think he is. He may look like it. He may look like he's 60-something now with his beard and everything. Mayweather, Mayweather, I think you should go back to being bald and everything. He pulled it off. He pulled it off being bald and have a clean face. He like hair and he has like weird ass Kevin Durant type of hair. And he has like a weird ass beard. I'm not trying to roast Mayweather, but I'm just saying. You you look clean when you're just bald and shit. You know what I'm saying? It looks like you've it looks like you just got some pussy after that. Like I'm i I'm being dead serious. But now with that it looks like you've you haven't had pussy in like twenty years. I'm sorry. But I had to point that out. But anyways, that has nothing to do with the fight. I literally went off topic. But yeah, the event, I mean, I saw like maybe the first, I saw, I saw like round, I saw round three to eight, uh, thankfully, because the people were putting it on Instagram live. So yeah, I literally had to see the fight through a porn star's Instagram live. So I'm not going to expose the porn star that I watched the Instagram live in, but uh, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was the reason why I watched it until I got home. I was able to watch like the last two rounds and everything. Look, the fight itself, it wasn't crazy. I mean, Logan had some good punches to Mayweather. Mayweather had some good punches to Logan. But so much of it was just them hugging, man. A lot of it was just them clinching up on each other. Like, let's be best friends. You know, there was just, was just too much. Come on, man. There's just too much going on. I just think the fight should have been a little bit more entertaining if there was a real winner behind it. If it wasn't so rigged or anything behind it, I just think if there was a winner, a definite winner, it just would have added more entertainment to it because that's what brings the nature of the sport. Like, there's a winner and a loser. 
Even if Mayweather lost, and it would have been the biggest upset in sports history, you know, you still had a W. And even though no one lost this fight because everyone took a bunch of Ws, it was pretty much dumb taking Ws. I mean, Mayweather makes money, so money is not even a W for him because that's just who he is. He's literally called Floyd Money Mayweather. His team is called the Money Team. So I don't think money is like an issue at all or even just something that he's like, oh, I got money. That's great. No, he, that's just who he is. That's just what the fuck he's about. But Logan, man, this man fought one of the f- best boxers of all time, lasted eight rounds with him, didn't get knocked out or knocked down, had fun, and made a quadrillion. I don't even, I, I just created that word right on top of the head. A quintillion dollars after that fight. That man must be making that paycheck look unrealistic as fuck. That, I don't even think the check has come yet. And if it does and it has yet to come, man, he's still counting it. Because that's not even yet what I'm thinking. Because this man has made so much money before the fight. But now with this fight already, you know... Vanish. It's history. It happened yesterday. Man, he's gonna he's gonna have a paycheck, you know, set for his life at this point. This paycheck is set for his life, for his future kids and grandkids, whatever. Set for his life, for his wife, future wife, what girlfriend, whatever. He's he's set for all of that. His brother being a dumbass again and fighting other people. Who is also fighting an MMA fighter? I'll talk about I'll I'll talk about the Jake Paul thing. I, I don't want to talk about Jake Paul in this. Episode. I'll just talk about another fucking episode. Whatever. Um. So yeah, look, I have to congratulate Logan Paul. I mean, the man. I know that he's a YouTuber, and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, this YouTuber man is just making a mockery of boxing, whatever." He just thinks that he can just step in the ring and it's one of the best, and just think he's a. Well, he just did, and he lasted eight rounds. He didn't get knocked out or knocked down, and even though yes. Mayweather is not heavier than Logan, and he's literally like 30 pounds lighter than Logan, and not even in the same weight class, obviously. You still saw, like, glimpses of Mayweather still being somewhat, you know, good at his defensive technique. He's not known as a, as a knockout artist, so Mayweather wasn't just guaranteed supposed to knock out Logan. Of course... You would think so, because Logan is just a YouTuber, not a real boxer. That's when you have that mentality, you're just like fuck, fuck this nigga up. Like, what is you doing? Like, if he's just a YouTuber and not a boxer, beat beat him up. Show him who you about. But that wasn't the case. Um, yes, I think a lot of people got scammed in paying fifty dollars for a fight on Showtime. But uh, yeah, I know a lot of people may not be happy with the event or anything. It was just a simple entertainment thing. It was just a, supposed to be for 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 fun um, maybe it entertained you maybe it entertained a lot of people but hey it is what it is they made a fuck ton of money logan paul won mayweather won as always so it wasn't really anything too bad about it i was surprised that jake paul didn't get in the ring after and he was like yo bro I'm, I, you want to fight right now you want to fight right now let's go bro i have all the energy in the world let's go <laughs> i was so surprised he didn't like get in the ring and like all right let's go right now Right now, let's just fight it. Right now, fuck it. I don't care. I don't want to waste no time. I'll fight you, and then I'll fight that Woodley dude that I'll fight in, like, August or whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm so surprised they didn't do any of that shit. Um, I don't know if Mayweather is going to take back Jake's uh, uh, hat that he stole from him at that press conference a couple weeks ago. But anyways, 
that was that. That was the Jake Paul shenanigans shit that happened. And of course, this was the fight that happened last night. Next event, best. Uh, let's transition to that. We went from soccer to uh, to baseball to hockey to boxing to football. Yes, we had a massive trade go down yesterday. We had the Atlanta Falcons trading Julio Jones, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, or has been for the last five to seven years. They traded him to the Tennessee Titans. Oh, man. This Tennessee Titans offense next season, or this season coming up, is going to look incredible. They have Derrick Henry as a running back, who, in my opinion, and is the best running back in the league. I don't think no one's going to debate that. I mean, maybe if Saquon is dominating next year, and maybe McCaffrey pulling up that 1,000-1,000 season again or something crazy like that, or breaking milestone records again, then maybe Derrick Henry might be second or third. But right now, he's the best running back in the league, especially, you know, with Barkley, of course, you know, with that injury that he had last year. But anyways, Julio Jones, he agreed to trade. Uh, I mean, the Tennessee Titans got Julio Jones because the Falcons agreed to trading him. In exchange for Julio Jones, the Tennessee, they will send a 2022 second round draft pick and a 2023 fourth round pick or selection to the Falcons. And along with Jones, the Falcons will also send a 2023 sixth round pick to the Tennessee Titans. So this is going to be a big, big um, move. Um, A.J. Brown was one of those people that was trying to uh, make interest and in trying to pick up um, Julio Jones. And it definitely worked. He definitely scouted him for, for, for a couple months. I think he even made a TikTok or something on why Julio Jones should be in Tennessee. And it literally worked. So A.J. Brown must be jumping the air, celebrating that he just that he happened to have Julie Julio Jones on the team now with Derrick Henry. So this offense is going to look incredible. Um and I am very excited for the Tennessee Titans. I do like the move. You know, in Atlanta, you know, right now the Falcons haven't been focusing that great on winning. So of course trading one of the best receivers in the game, they gotta get rid of that. Especially since they drafted Kyle Pitts, it's gonna bring the offense to a better rhythm. Um it might be a little worse because they won't have Julio Jones. But I think the offense is still looking good. I mean, they have still have Calvin Ridley. They still have Kyle Pitts. And, and they might trade maybe other offensive weapons, you know, by, by the end of free agency. But we'll see. Um, and maybe by uh, by next season, they may make more offers and get new pieces for the defense because that's what they really need. And same with the Tennessee Titans. The offense is going to look great. But the defense, it's they're not, they're not a good defensive team. They're, I think, one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL. So they really need to pick that shit up. Because the offense can do so much. But remember, the defense needs to be somewhat good to even have a have a playoff consideration, to even make the playoffs, to even, to make it far in the playoffs, make the AFC Championship again. Will the Titans now be able to make the AFC Championship game again like they did two years ago against uh, Kansas City where they lost? Can they even make the Super Bowl? Can they beat Kansas City to make it to the Super Bowl next year, this season in L.A.? And potentially play the Rams or the Buccaneers, whoever in the NFC. We'll see. But um, I do like the move in general. I'm ha I'm very happy for Julio Jones. He did his part. He played in the Super Bowl and ho and probably could have won if you know Tom Brady and the Falcons defense didn't happen in Super Bowl Fifty One. We all know what happened there. I don't need to talk about it. If there's Falcons fans listening to this, 
I'm sorry. But how are you guys feeling about this trade? I don't think it's a horrible, like, I don't think the, the, the Falcons fans are feeling, like, too pissed about it. Um, of course, they might be sad because they just traded their way, you know, the best, probably the best receiver in the game. But honestly, I don't think it would be that bad. So I'm happy. I'm definitely now going to see more Titans games, not just because of Derrick Henry or A.J. Brown, but now because of damn Julio Jones on that squad. So very excited for next season. This this NFL season, oh, man, I'm going off. I'm going off. I'm going to do the, you know, the recaps every weekly and everything like I did last season. But I'm going to bring more content. More NFL content when this season comes up. But anyways, that was that trade. Now let's talk about music releases. So we have two more things to talk about. Holy shit. All right, I got to get this shit going. So let's talk about the album that's uh, the music that's dropped on May 24th. Because, of course, I don't really talk about that. Or the 21st, I believe. Okay, so 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 let's see what dropped. Um, The 21st. Okay, so Sour by Olivia Rodrigo dropped. Alright, so let me get, get straight. After two weeks since this album dropped and Olivia Rodrigo just making records and just and breaking them, I heard she broke uh, uh, an Ariana Grande and a Drake record um, for like having the most streams in second or first week on Spotify with like 300-something million streams. It's insane. She's breaking a shit ton of records. But let's talk about the album itself. So I fuck with it. All 11 songs, I like it from start to finish. Um, of course, Driver's License was not my favorite out of it, and still is a song that I, w- I would say it's not bad, but for me, I'm just not really playing it as much as the radio or other people are, but the rest of the album, I really like it. Um, Brutal, man, I've, I've heard that song, that's been on my mind, like, that's just been on replay for, for the last two weeks, been really loving that song, Trader as well, been good. Deja Vu and Good For You have been, oh man, I fucking love those two songs. They sound so different, and they're just right next to each other on the track list, five and six, but oh man. Olivia Rodrigo, you killed it with this album. You killed it with this album. I fucking love this album. This is definitely one of my favorite albums of 2021 so far. I'm going to still bump to this for the summer. Olivia Rodrigo. I might have to give this a consideration for album of the year, for the Grammys and for other, you know, uh, award shows that they'll be probably nominating this album for. Driver's License, Good For You or Deja Vu, they're going to be records that are probably going to be nominated for something, maybe a Grammy or two or whatever. This is looking pretty good right now. Olivia Rodrigo is having time of their life, you know, making these, um, breaking all these records and just dropping good music. Yes. Whatever, industry plant, all the haters, or whatever you got to say, say it, whatever it is. But she's breaking your your favorite artist's record. I mean, she literally broke a record from Drake with Scorpion, with like the most streamed second week in, in, in Spotify history. You know, Drake owns Spotify. And she broke a Drake record on Spotify for second week. So even though I was like, fuck, an 18-year-old is doing this? An 18-year-old... Who just who just turned eighteen? She's literally like what? Like fucking? She's literally like fucking like nine months older than me. She's doing this, and she's beating fucking Drake's records and shit. Ariana Grande, huh? Who've been doing this for like a decade almost? I mean, Ariana has been doing this for a decade. Drake has been doing this for literally a decade plus, and she's breaking these records already. Fuck, god damn. 
Take it easy. But no, she's killing it. She's killing it. So yeah, keep keep doing keep keep. It. She's 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 great. <laughs> she's great. I'm sorry. I just had to say. I just had to say it. She's great, man. She's great. She's gonna be something special for the next generation of artists, and and I think she's gonna be something very special. And 2020s, she's gonna define a uh, an era. She's gonna make uh, music for for a lot of people. And she's just going to evolve and grow as an artist. So imagine she just dropped a good album at 18. A great album. An album that I'm already considering album of the year so far. And she's 18. She's only nine months older than me. And she's still on Disney and everything. And still working on High School Musical, the series and everything. But look at that. Still dropping great music. Unbelievable. She's just... She's just dope. All right. Enough of the fucking simping for me. That's what's breaking this fucking barrier. Anyways, now we're in June. Let's talk about the releases that we had on on the 4th, I believe. So we had Lil Baby and Lil Dirk drop their uh, album, The Voice of the Heroes. I have not heard the whole album yet. I've only heard two tracks, I believe. I've heard The Voice of the Heroes and How It Feels. I like both songs. Um, I have to hear the song with Travis and Meek Mill and Thug and Rod Wave. I still have to listen to the whole album. So for the next episode, I'll talk about my thoughts on the album. Um, I'm building it around the hype around it. People have been saying it's good. People have been saying it's mid. It's it's all right. Little Dirk, little baby, overrated. You know all the shit people always be talking about. I just burp. Excuse me. Um. So yeah, hopefully that album's pretty good. I hope they get some good music out of it. Little baby's been one of my favorite rappers to listen to. You know, in the last year or two. So yeah, I'm excited to listen to this for sure. And other than that, there's just been a couple singles. I'll probably talk about it. You know eventually um that i can't really think of right now but yeah next week so far we're gonna have two albums to definitely listen to we're gonna have migos dropping culture three um and we're gonna have polo g dropping hall of fame and the track list for hall of fame is looking marvelous right now we have no return no return with the kid Roy and lil dirk um heart of a giant with rod wave fames and fame and riches with roddy Clueless with Five Year Foreign Pop Smoke for the Love of New York. Nicki Minaj, Party Life, The Baby So Real, Zooted Freestyle. We've I've only heard um Epidemic Gang Gang with Lil Wayne, Rap Star, and GNF. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, those are only four singles he dropped uh prior. Uh yeah, 20 track album. I'm excited to listen to it though. You know? Definitely feel excited for the pop smoke. For that Fabio Pop Smoke one, that should be insane. That should be a great fucking song. So yeah. And the one with Roddy Rich and Thug. Or with Roddy Rich and Thug. So um that should be sorry. That should be great as well. So I'm excited for Hall of Fame. Um and I'm also excited for uh Culture 3 to drop next week. We'll see what else drops next week. We'll see what else drops, you know, for the other future weeks. For the summer, because the summer supposedly is going to be dropping a lot of good albums. We might get Drake dropping. We might get Baby Keem. We might get um, 504. Well, not 504. We might get Freddie Gibbs. Uh, uh, Isaiah Rashad. We might get Ski Mask. I think we're getting Ski Mask in June. I think we're getting a, a mixtape called Sin City. Travis Scott might drop in August or something around the same week or two after after he drops Asheville. I think Travis is dropping in August or something. Kind of like when he dropped Astroworld, August 3rd. Um, Chippy Red might drop. We'll see. 
we'll see. I'm making speculations. I'm just making predictions. It is what it is. But I'm excited for the next. Um, I'm excited to listen to the the voice of the heroes. I'll listen to it tonight. I'll talk about it on Wednesday or Thursday for the next episode. Um, and then I'll you know listen to Polo G and Migos' albums on Friday and Saturday because on Sunday or Saturday I'll probably talk about one of those albums and then boom we're good to go. Now let's end it with the final part of the episode, the NBA playoffs, of course. So let's just go around the first round of the the playoffs. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference first. So the Sixers versus the Wizards. This series ended in five games. The Sixers won it four to one. Um, the Sixers they they were just the better team, of course. The Sixers were just always the better team against Washington. Washington literally only won one game in the regular season and in the postseason against Philly. So yeah, definitely Philly just had the um, overall the best um, chance to beat the Washington Wizards overall in this series. Westbrook was was all right. Bradley Beal couldn't really play that much of an injury, but still was was still was good. Still was consistent enough. <sighs> Biggest disappointment of the Eastern Conference, um, the Miami Heat getting swept by the Bucks. Um, oh shit. Okay. Um. All right. Let's talk about this fuck. All right. So yeah, the 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 Milwaukee Bucks they they they, they swept the Miami Heat. They they swept my favorite team. Um, doesn't feel great. Does not feel good at all. Of uh, that the Heat could not win a single game in this series, and I thought this series was gonna be great. Not only did I have the Heat winning this series in seven and making it very competitive, they didn't win a game. And Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Gordon Dragic, Tyler Hero. They were playing like if I was playing on the basketball court. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I just said that. They play like shit. They play like absolute dog shit against the Bucks. Either the Bucks were really good in this series or the Heat were just that awful. They were playing bad. Bad. Game three was a, an immaculate blowout for the Bucks. Horrible for Heat fans to watch. Game four was pretty close in the first half, and we were up. Third quarter, we were doing good. Then the fourth quarter, okay, let's just give Milwaukee the win. Fuck it. We're not going to try anymore. Unbelievable, man. A very, very disappointing first round exit for the Miami Heat. But we'll be back next year. <laughs> we'll be back next year. We will add. We need to add more pieces to this roster. We need to get, like, Damian Lillard. We need to get Bradley Beal, someone like that, please. We need to get a superstar, another superstar on this team. Man, that will be insane. That will be insane. Victor Oladipo, of course, didn't really help with injuries and stuff. And he's just not that good anymore, all right? He's just not that good. So, yeah, congratulations to Milwaukee, whatever you won, blah, blah, blah. Next, we have the Nets versus the Celtics. The Nets won the series 4-1. to one. I mean, the Celtics, they won game, um, game three, I believe. So... Yeah, the Celtics, uh, Jason Tatum scored like 50 points or, or 50, or yeah, dropped 50 points. So yeah, uh, they had that one good game, but the Nets, of course, so the Nets, they're gonna, they're gonna absolutely destroy this team. There's no way in hell the Celtics even had a chance to beat Boston. Um, I mean, they had a chance to beat Brooklyn, um, with KD, Kyrie, and Harden on this squad. There's just no way. So yeah, the Nets, they will take on the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. 
And then the another disappointing series was the Knicks versus the Hawks. I mean, the Hawks won this series in five games. Man, New York, what happened? Derrick Rose, um, Trey Young, beast, beast, was cooking yawnings, cooking yawnings. Julius Randle, man, what the hell happened to Julius Randle in the damn playoffs? Man was most improved player in the regular season, and then in the playoffs just shitted himself. I'm sorry. What happened there, man? What happened there? That was bad. That was rough. Uh, but still, congratulations to the Knicks. They made the playoffs. I mean, I can't say it was a failure of a season because I had them being one of the worst teams in basketball, and they made the damn playoff. And even though they won one game and they didn't win the series, all right, you know, it was cool. Um, of course, Trey Young was the villain of New York, you know, and I, I like that Trey Young embraced that for sure. You know, because it made the series a little bit more intense, but that was really like the only thing about the, 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 the series that I would remember. It's just that the intensity between the Knicks fans and Trey Young. But the series itself, it was pretty ass, so nothing special about it. The Hawks, they straight up dominated offensively, defensively against the Knicks. Julius Randle did not play great. Emmanuel quickly was alright. Derrick Rose was really the one that was kind of just making things happen for a while, but yeah. So Eastern Conference. Second round, the conference semifinals, the Sixers versus the uh, Hawks, and then the Bucks versus the Nets. Now let's talk about the Western Conference. Let's start with the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. So, of course, yeah, the Jazz, they were the better team. Come on. We don't need to talk about it. John Moran had a great game in game one um, to help this, you know, have some hope for Memphis to win this series. But come on, Utah was going to step up. And with Donovan Mitchell back healthy, there's no way the Jazz were not going to lose a single game in this series. So the Jazz, of course, overtook it, and they won the next four games, and they won the series. Next, we have the Denver Nuggets versus the Portland Trail Blazers. The Nuggets, they won this game in six. This one, they, they won the series in six games. Um, Portland, man, they need... Damian Lillard needs help. Damian Lillard needs help. For dear God, he he scored 55 points in Game 5. But the rest of his team were like shooting one for like 18 or 19 in the fourth and then the overtime. And then a double over. Man, Damian Litter was... He, met, he, he tied the game to force overtime. And then he made another shot in overtime to force another overtime. He hit two clutch shots to tie the game to go to the next part of the game. And he was just continuing to make great shots in OT, keeping this team in rhythm. CJ McCollum had a had a bad mistake, and he stepped out of bounds in one play and kind of messed up and gave momentum to Denver. Jokic overall just had the better team. The Nuggets are just a better overall team. Without Jamal Murray, who was great in the bubble last year and was a huge benefit in why they made the conference finals this year, the Nuggets still have a great team on their roster, and they don't have to rely on Jokic to be good. They have they have great players. They have great players. You know, they have Michael Porter Jr., they have Aaron Gordon, they have uh, Monte Morris who stepped up, Will Burton, um, Austin Rivers has been very clutch as well. Like, this team is good. This team is good. So, of course, Portland, you know, um, it was all Damian Lillard's show, um, Dame. Either you need to get traded to a good team, a, 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 a playoff team that will guarantee something will happen. You will, at this point, guarantee a conference finals appearance if you just join this one team. Miami, 
I'm saying, my day, damn, you want to come to Miami? Shit, I think we might need you. I know we made the finals last year, and people saying it was a fluke. We need another piece. And they're not lying. We do need another piece. But I don't, shut the fuck up with the fluke thing. Shut the fuck up, please. But anyways, come here, man. I know you're loyal. I know you want to stay in Portland or whatever, but we've, they've tried. They've tried. It's kind of gonna, it's kind of, do you want a Harden situation? I mean, right now, Harden is chilling because he's in Brooklyn now and he might win a championship this year. But what if you don't win a championship, bro? You, come on. Come to Miami. You, you, you know, the taxes aren't, uh, uh, taxes over here ain't that bad. You could chill, man. South Beach, Tyler Hero, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Maybe they didn't play the best in the playoffs this year, but don't let that distract that they're not good players at all. Come on, man. Come on. You, you, you will make this team. A, a, and we need a shooter like that because Jimmy Butler is not a great shooter. He's a great defensive player, and he can definitely stretch the field and everything. But we need a shooter. We need a motherfucking shooter. And, of course, we have Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, but they're not going to be consistent, like, all the time. You are consistent. You are one of the best three-point shooters and overall best players in the game. Tyler Hero is only in his second year and is going to be in his third year. He's still a great player and he will be there. But, and Duncan Robinson, he's also turning into one of the best three-point shooters. But you can't rely on them strictly for shooting. We need someone like Dame who makes the impossible happen. So, yeah, Dame, if you want to come to Miami, pull up, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm fucking just, I'm, I'm recruiting this dude. Hey, AJ Brown somehow got fucking Julio Jones to be on his team. Now I'm trying to get Damian Lillard to sign here in Miami. So, Dame, if you're listening to this, I know you're not listening to this. But if you ever do, somehow, miraculously, come to Miami, man. Come on. I'll, I'll, the second, the second that I ever hear um, a Woj bomb and it's you getting traded to Miami, I will immediately go on the Miami Heat store online or physically to get a jersey Actually, I'll fucking get a whole, I'll get a jersey for the whole family at this point. Not even just for myself. For the whole fucking, for my brother, for my parents, for my cousin, everybody. At this point, fuck it. We might even get a title for that shit already. Please come to Miami. Please. That would be the, that would be the best day of my life. <laughs> that would be the best day of my life. Please. Anyways. Nuggets won the series. And then now the shit show between the Suns and the Lakers series. The Lakers lost. In the first round. But worst of all. LeBron. Lost in the first round. This was the first time in LeBron's his, in his entire career. Where he lost in the first round. In the playoffs. He's 14-1 now. He could have been 15 now. But he's 14-1. In the playoffs against the Phoenix Suns. Um, in the first round. The Suns were the better overall team. Of course AD was injured. LeBron wasn't 100% healthy. Um, Dennis Schroeder and Cal Kuzma were just disgraces to the team in for game six and five. Horrible game five they both had. Man, Montrezl Harrell looked really weak as hell for being a, a most improved player. Man, what the hell happened? This team looked very... Yeah, so LeBron, you know, he couldn't carry... He's 36, man. He is 36. He is not going to carry a team anymore. And for the Lakers next season, they need to bring a player that could definitely make a change for this team. Whether they need to get a superstar player or just a player that could just shoot the ball and just not have to have LeBron do all the work. 
and rely. And of course, AD helps with that a lot. But AD is also very fucking fragile and gets injured a lot. Very injury-prone player, unfortunately. We, we all wish that he wasn't, um, you know, always fucking injured all the time. But we need another player like that to kind of just help the momentum go in the Lakers. Without that, they can get a player like that. Lakers are affording to get superstars. They always, they always, there's always superstars in LA. So why not get another one? Bradley Bill. A Damian Lillard could even help in LA. Now, obviously, I don't want that to happen because I want him to go to Miami, like I just said literally three minutes ago. But make something happen. And they're going to make moves. The Lakers, ha- the Lakers front office. The coaching might change. They need to make, Rob Palenka, you need to make some changes for this team because this is not going to work out. And it could be the end. It could be the end for LeBron's career. I mean, I don't know. Maybe next year will be his final season. You never know, man. I want him to play 20 years. I want him to play two more years. But with this right now going on, it looks like he just take one more year and then just say, all right, man, I'm out. And what happens next year? Will they make the championship? Will they win the finals? Will they make the damn playoffs even? We'll see, man. We'll see. So, yeah, it will be the Denver Nuggets versus the Phoenix Sun in the second round. And then the Clippers versus the Mavericks game seven was yesterday. Um, Luka had a great first round series. Um, this game was great. Every road team won the first six games. So Dallas won the first two in L.A. And then L.A. won the next two in Dallas. And then L.A. lost in uh, in L.A. in Game 5. And then the Mavericks, they lost at home in Game 6 to, to Kawhi dropping 45 in Game 6. And then Game 7, the Clippers were ready to give the Mavericks some help. If the Clippers lost yesterday, it would have been a really tough thing to not get slandered of. Man, the Clippers would have been heavily slandered if they, if they lost to the Mavericks and, you know, everyone's saying Luca is their daddy and everything. But, um, yeah, Luca also needs help too, man. Same thing, same case with Damian Lillard. Luca, exact same thing. He needs help. He can't do everything. Christoph Porzingis played very weak. You know, Jalen Brunson wasn't really doing that great as well. I mean, this team just needs more help. Luca needs more help, please. Either, tr- I, I, no, nah, we're not going to say trade him because. He's going to be the future of that team. We're not tr- we're, they're not trading Luka. That is the stupidest decision if they trade him this season. But give him help. Give him help, please. Give him help. I'm not a Mavericks fan. I'm a Luka fan. I'm a fan of Luka. But damn, please give him help. Jesus. Fuck. So yeah. Clippers versus the Jazz in the second round. So quick predictions, whatever. I have the Clippers winning in seven. I have the Suns. Winning in six. I have the Sixers winning in six. And I have the Nets winning in six. I literally have every series going into six games. Except uh, Utah and uh, LA. Because I have them going in seven. And then LA versus Phoenix. I have... L- I have oh, I'll say Phoenix is making the fucking NBA Finals now. I'll say Phoenix beating the Clippers in six or seven. And then the Sixers versus the Nets, I have the Nets in seven, and then the Nets will beat the Suns. So the Suns versus the Nets is my NBA Finals right now at the moment, and that's that. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. This was a long episode. Yes, I have to stop recording very, 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 very soon. Um, more episodes will be coming out this week, um, and, you know, it's summertime, so I'll be uploading more on YouTube. 
I'll be uploading more episodes. Um, I have a bunch of music and sports shit that I want to do. So yeah, that'll be coming very, very soon. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys in a bit. Take care. Peace out.